are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping a locked on Wildcats. We're going to combine, uh, well, we're going to do t- basically two episodes here, and we're going to get them uploaded here. So, you know what? If you're really bored on a Friday and you're saying, man, I need some locked on Wildcats <laughs> in my life, first of all, you're, you're not the, the only one, but at the same time, you're also you probably sec- got some issues. I would argue, second or thirdly, you're about the coolest person in any room there is. Yes, I so, would agree with that. So, you know, oh, sure. Everybody else can go to the trendy club and drop $27 on a watered-down martini, but what are you doing? No, not doing any of that. You're listening to Mike Luke, John Schuster, Locked on Wildcat Podcast, Friday night, saving money, more information. That's just intelligence. To the highest degree, and, and have, thank you for it. And we, we have, have some more. We, we have, have some, some more new, listeners. We have some new uh, read. Well, I have a new read as well. Oh, do Hold you on. now? Let me look it up on my uh, screenshot. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Hold on, Schuster. Uh-huh. You talk about Lute Olson for a minute. All right, while, sure. Uh, yeah, while because, while, uh, while, yeah. while you do administrative duties. Right. Uh, By the way, did you see this picture that I took? At the, that is. We'll, we'll talk mm, about that. Yeah, go ahead. Right, yeah, right. For sure. Uh, go ahead. Did, didn't look entirely like Lute Olson there, but uh, <laughs> correct. Um, that was and Bruno says okay, hi. By the way, he does. Bruno the dog says hi. I've got a I've got a question for you that I'm kind of um, I kind of want to. It, it it was it was really nice that the event uh, ultimately got to you know occur mm-hmm. because it was delayed because of COVID and all of that. Uh, and it was and and it was an excellent ceremony, and a lot of the dignitaries uh, made the trip. And in a weird way, you know, because you have an opportunity. We've talked a lot on this podcast about the, uh, you know, the legacy of Lute Olson and what it means to the University of Arizona, right. what it means to Tucson, what it means to college basketball in general, but certainly from a localized standpoint, Tucson and the University of Arizona. But there's a there's a lot of melancholy for that sure. I'm that, actually that, I'm actually true. feeling at the moment, sure. and I'm curious about your take on this. And the melancholy is because I don't think that group of guys is ever going to return to Tucson again all at the same time. Right. And I don't know if I'm right. I, I, there, I there were, right. I there were right. story There were stories about, I think it was Jefferson and maybe Walton. I, I, I think you were talking to Matt Muehlbach about this. Right. And, and, and Muehlbach was talking about all of these. $100 million were at Frog and Firkin mm-hmm. on university, right. uh, you know, Friday, last Friday night or right. something like that. Um, and, and it was, and, and was kind of cool. And they were always, you know, it didn't matter if it was Pete Williams or if it was Steve Kerr, right. if it was Luke Walton or if it was Channing Fry or if it was Richard Jefferson or if it, or if it was Iguodala, you know, up and down the line of the lineage of players who have made seven figures, eight figures, sometimes nine figures in their right. profession after coming out of the University of Arizona. If Lute Olson asked or if there was something related to Lute Olson, that show up, mm-hmm. and now I feel like that's yeah, I think that's gone, gone, and 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 while the U of A remains a family, Adia Barnes has done a phenomenal job of that, and the community has galvanized behind her, and I think that's great, and and the softball program has a lineage in place, and the community gets behind the softball program, and Jed Fish is attempting to do that, bringing back alumni with the Arizona football program. But the impact can't be matched right. of what Arizona men's basketball was and what Lute Olson was to that. 
and I just feel like we may have seen the last of that and it's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Um, I hadn't thought about that until you just told me that, but I think you're, uh, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, you know what? The only thing that really, you know, that something, and this is a little off topic, but maybe it's kind of on. And by the way, Bruno, stop licking your paw. Um, you know who never comes back to anything? It's always a video. It's always a pre-produced, pre-produced video. Elliot. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. He isn't never it? comes back for anything. Like, I think he came back for his, I, you know, when his jersey was, was retired, I'm surprised he didn't send a video mm-hmm. um, instead. Of, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, like, he, you know. Uh, and I don't know the reason behind that. I don't know, yeah. I mean, um, it's just I'm something. sure some folks do. I don't know, I don't, but it is curious. I don't know, yeah. And it's definitely something. It's like having a Bulls reunion and Michael Jordan doesn't show up. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. But, right, right. But either way, like you said, it was still a great, you know, uh, I was. There were some guys that were there that I was surprised that were there, but that's all. Kenny Lofton was there. That was very cool. Um, uh, you know, Kerr. Obviously, you would expect to be there. Uh, was Tolbert there? Maybe. Yeah, right. I know there were a lot of people there. Jefferson yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of the. But uh, no, that, that's a great point. I don't know that you'll ever see all those people in the same spot again because no, what they, they won't be in Tucson again. I think I think what will happen is that there's a possibility that they will gather if Arizona makes a Final Four. They'll yeah. get together in an alumni capacity. Right, but, but the when Final that Four happens, isn't going to be held at McHale. It isn't going to be held at McHale. Right? right. That's not something that's going to happen at Tucson. So I think there remains a connection of them to the University of Arizona. They'll always have that U of A thing. They always want the U of A to do well. They'll get behind Tommy Lloyd and hope that Tommy Lloyd succeeds. Mm-hmm. But their willingness to kind of have a homecoming Right. In Tucson, right, for all sure. at the same time, I don't think is there anymore, and and there's a part of me that feels sort of, like I said earlier, kind of melancholy yeah, about for it. Sure. You understand that that's probably just the way of things, you know. But 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 at the same token, it's kind of a bummer that uh, that aspect of it uh, takes place. Now, beyond that, larger scale and something that's been understandably discussed a lot. The impact that Olson made on Tucson is unquestionable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when historians want to break down, you know, from a sports standpoint, what it is about Tucson, what it is about the University of Arizona, somewhere in the first paragraph, Lute Olson's name is going to occur. Right. And, that, and, and that's a very special, you know, place to be. And, and, and what he, he brought a lot of pride to the university, obviously the national title, the numerous Final Fours, and a lot of players who the fan base could uh, consistently get behind. And it was kind of a, he was, he was reminiscent of a sort of nostalgia in college basketball and maybe college athletic as a whole that doesn't exist. A very communal feel. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see that happening. And you do see kind of, like you said, kind of that old guard Pardon the pun is either really old now or like your Shashevskis, your Roy mm-hmm. Williams, your obviously Calhoun's been out. Uh, Dean, I mean Dean Smith, obviously Lute. It really, it's kind of the, it's yeah, kind of a real passing of the mm-hmm. guard. It is, and, and it's a passing of the way that the game has changed and will change. You know where Olson was on the at the tail end of players who were willing to stay. For two or three years uh-huh. and then by the time Miller was here Miller felt that it was necessary to recruit players who we knew were only going to be here a year uh-huh. at a time where you know there was social media and as a result it was used as an excuse for coaches and sports information to shut down any contact with athletes right. so 
the community importance that is critical in a college city like Tucson is was 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 shut down. Mm. So you feel like you're more connected to the Bibbies and the Iguodalas and the Jeffersons and the Fries and the Elliots and the Kerrs and the Mule Box and the and the and the Bushlers mm. and you know Tolberts and so up than you are with the Stanley Johnsons and the Markinons well, and the Dusons. I don't Dusons think there's any the, connection to that. And Dusan and, was here four years. Four years. You have four years. Wait and, a second. Did and, you say Dusan I did. or Bristich? I did because at the time. <laughs> And and that's a that's another inside that's another inside joke thing that we'll get into for another time, but I couldn't remember his pronunciation. Right. You know, uh, full disclaimer: I couldn't remember his, his pronunciation, mm-hmm. so I went away from it. Right. Um, but and 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 Ristich was a guy who was here for four years and wore his Tucson Tucson shirt. Right. And he really liked Tucson. Yeah, for sure. But and he was a likable enough guy. Likable even I don't enough know guy. That I ever heard and, him speak. And no, or anybody else did right, either. For sure. Or, or the number of features that were done on him were minuscule, if any. Right. You know, and that was so. Even though he was great and he took to the community, I'm not sure the community necessarily had an opportunity to take to him outside of the student body at the U of A. Yeah. And that was the separation between. So, it's great when. The Lute Olson players come back right. for a variety of reasons, but are the Sean Miller players ever going to come back? Right. Is anyone really going to care if they do? Yeah. Who get? Who? I almost said who gives it? Yeah. yeah. But who cares? And 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 that's a. And it's not. Jason and it's a Shearer cares. Sorry, it's a, but go it's ahead. A, I mean, it's a. It's it's not a knock toward. And I don't mean it to be a knock toward Ristich and Solomon Hill and, you know, uh, Stanley Johnson and DeAndre Ayton and so on and so forth. But it feels like. They may never have any purpose in returning. I think that's exactly. And I wonder if no, if anyone will notice if they did or didn't. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break. Um, I'm actually. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I found it. Oh, that's right. All right. Here's the new. Here's the new read. Sweat block. So uh, you know what? If you're watching the U of A in a or a, a San Diego State game last week and you had bet some money like I did. And it's gone now. Mm-hmm. You might have been sweating a little bit. You might need some sweat block. Um, I don't know a ton else beyond sweat block other than the fact that it comes very highly recommended. So make sure that you stop by and get some sweat block wherever you can. Because well, I hope it lives up to its name. Because sweat block is something you know when you've got a block when you've got a blockage of sweat. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. Well, it. it- it is, and I, I know it. I know in the early stages we're making light of it here, mm-hmm. but if this is an issue for you. And if this is a product that can take care of it, Dude, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Right. Give it a try. We've already told you about the greatness that is rockauto.com. Mm-hmm. Right. That is Built Bar, by the way. That's another read that I'm going to throw in right Oh, good. Here. I can't wait. Built Bar. And you know what? Here's the thing. Generally, if you're going to need sweat block, you've probably been doing something. That's, that's an excellent point. And you're probably, your protein levels mm-hmm. are probably down. You know what they need to do? They need to be replenished. Damn right. And where in the world, where in the hell would you find anything other than Built Bar? I'm going to tell you where the hell in the world. Right. I did some homework on this, Mike Luke. All right, Not just one location. You because, didn't send me a Built Bar That's true. I did not. But, but I did a little research All and right. some obvious research. I'm disappointed it took me this long to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've been mentioning on our Locked On podcast for a while that what you do is you go to GNC because it's something that's not mentioned in the read for some reason. you got to figure out where you can right, find this damn right. thing. Well, you can find Built Bar at GNC. You know where else you can find Built Bar? And it's obvious. Amazon. 
Well, duh. 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 Exactly. But if you're out there listening to the podcast and thinking, man, I can only find this on GNC. No, you can find this no, online no, too. No. And have Built Bar delivered to you in the variety of flavors that are available. Pardon the false advertising if you thought that when we put that out there, you could merely could get that <laughs> at GNC. Although at the same time, if you thought that, it's probably a bigger issue on you though at the same point. So let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Schuster, when you think about Lute Olsen, you like the Mark Few comparison. Yeah, I, go, I yeah. Go, yeah. go. No, you have the floor. I have the floor. See, you should have the floor on some of this. No, no, uh, yeah, no, because no, your no, your no, opinions no. are. No, are my very... opinion is my no. Uh, I, I, it's my podcast. I'm telling you to talk. <laughs> fair well, fair enough. Uh, there are a handful of coaches who have taken programs with no history of note and turned them into household names right. that 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 have then provided them with opportunities to be successful decades later after they have left the program right uh jim calhoun at yukon is an excellent example of this lute olson at arizona is an excellent KO example of continuously this. brought up calhoun he brought him yeah. up by four or five times i know I'm you like, had a conversation with uh with uh, kevin o'neill earlier this week can you, but call I thought him, was, can you call him ko or is that too informal you know what it's your podcast well, call no, him whatever I'm the hell you, you want do you consider and KO also, the same as calling somebody by their first name is yeah, it the same yeah. thing to you okay fair yeah. enough i was uh, just curious but you don't care because you're going to call him KO anyway. I decide. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> you're decide. Gonna call, and, and you're probably calling Kevin O'Neill KO to his face. I did. Or over the KO. phone or whatever it was, and he probably just went with it. He probably was fine, per, per, perfectly fine with it, wearing his little uh, Patriot American oh, camouflage hat after working out, driving down the roads in L.A., handing a subpoena to somebody right, sure. because that's Kevin O'Neill's life. What he does. Uh, that's, the, that's the, dare I say, KO lifestyle that these days. That is the days. KO lifestyle. Uh, but he mentioned Jim Calhoun and Lute Olson as two of the coaches who took programs with no history, and Arizona's history was limited. But generally speaking, no history. Uh, and, and and turned them into household college basketball brands that good coaches now believe are jobs where you can succeed. Right. And uh, that that says a lot about their success. And when you have been able to do that, you ought to be proud about your accomplishments. I feel Mark Few at Gonzaga is the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, the complaint about Gonzaga, I guess, is that I they guess. play. Anytime John Schuster says, I guess, it is is it means that I think it's a crap argument. Uh, but the, the the complaint about Gonzaga naturally is that they play in a lesser conference, and as a result of that, they have some sort of inherent advantage, even though everybody else who plays in a lesser conference somehow doesn't have this inherent advantage. Mm -hmm. But uh, what Few has done over the course of 20-plus years at, at Gonzaga, where he, where he has averaged 30 victories right. a year, uh, has made Gonzaga, without question, in the here and now, a top-five college basketball program. And when he leaves, it's going to be interesting to see. He did, tell you, he did in all fairness, and you, you bring this up a lot, he did the year before he took over, mm -hmm. they were coming off an Elite Eight. They were. They were coming off an Elite Eight. Don Monson got them to the Elite Eight, and Few was the assistant. Monson went off to, well, off to what he believed were better pastures, and that was a career disaster for Don Monson. Going from Gonzaga to Minnesota, you don't think that Mark Few would do that? No. I, I, I don't. Not now. <laughs> well, uh, after, <laughs> But after... Right. I, and, and, and it's kind of weird we're talking about this. At the time, you get what Monson's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know. It's Gonzaga. Are you serious? Right. I've got a Big Ten job over mm -hmm. here. I'm a hot commodity. 
commodity, they're paying me three times as much money. What am right. I going to do? Right. Uh, and, 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 and so I totally get it. And it's not like Monson hasn't, you know, moved around and been nomadic and made a career that's paid him well. But, you know, if I think he had it to do it again, he probably wishes he was Mark Few. Right. Uh, sure. But nevertheless, um, I think Few's done a remarkable job of taking that building block and increasing it to extraordinary levels. Mm -hmm. And now Gonzaga is a team that has played in, what, two finals in the last five years? Right. They've been a number one seed a number of times. They average 30 wins. They're going to have a guy... Where was Suggs drafted? Three? Mm -hmm. Something like that in the draft? Right. You know, and, and, and it looks like he's going to be good as opposed it, it to Adam Morrison being a bust. Right, but uh, it, it also doesn't look like... I'll tell you what, let's talk a little bit more about this on the uh, Friday one, which is basically right now. Um, uh, also, oh, one, one other thing. Hold on. Mm -hmm. we, got, we got one more read Oh, here. sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this is, yeah, this, this, oh, this is the most format-centric podcast. Oh, what? Well, prize picks. Uh, now... I love what Locked On is doing no, here. I know. All right, talk to me about what you what do you think Prize Picks is? I have a feeling you that think it's it has a, something to do with betting. Yeah, yeah, I think it does I, uh, too. I, I, I have a feeling it might be a service here's, here's with a thing. bunch of data that perhaps w helps people try to get the upper hand. Without going into any detail uh -huh. on Prize Picks, right. I will say that if they're on Locked On, you know they're good. Period. Locked On speaks for itself. I'm assuming Prize Picks speaks for itself. We'll find out more about Prize Picks for you tomorrow. Well, in about ten minutes. Keep it locked on, Wildcats.